0: Hello everyone and welcome back to definitely by now the number one clan fan podcast going around two minutes for chatting episode 119 and believe it or not this is our uh, actual pre-season real games at the weekend episode. Can you believe it's come around this quickly?
1: I can't. um, It seems a lot longer than than it usually is I think it is actually well I suppose it is yeah by by a week or so it's, it's, I don't know for some reason this off season seemed seemed a lot longer than previous years but I don't know if that's just kind of always the case
0: it does it does seem a lot longer but does it not feel a lot more professional
1: <laughs> oh yeah certainly does certainly does just kind of throughout the summer really
0: yeah like that that is my
1: takeover yeah
0: that is my number one thing obviously there are still issues there always will be with the club but um as a whole the the kind of feeling around the place and everything so much better i mean kind of the first before we we got on to our thoughts and and the team and all that kind of stuff uh the kind of first parts that I thought would be worth covering was just generally that like the feel about pre-season um we've got all the players in uh, which in itself is quite impressive because a lot of the time in the past it's been a kind of um shotgun approach to players arriving and a bit of organized chaos i think sometimes but everybody's here um, the training camp started seems as though there's been arena improvements made and uh changes in the dressing room and um family housing and and now really good i would say interview and kind of team content coming out as well
1: yeah i mean from, from top to bottom really it's just been a a major overall this summer but um but yeah it's kind of left left the fans feeling really excited for for the new season, I think, just um, you know, with with the announcements like player announcements coming in, obviously. The kind of standard of player that we're getting in, I think that's just, just kinda fed down throughout the organisation really and in, in the off season.
0: Yeah, and then you start to see the, the, the pictures of the players at training and Obviously with the way it always seems to be at, at Brayhead Arena, the ice not there yet. Um but so they're they're down I think at Dumfries, which I, I don't think ever ever helps us really, but it seems to be it seems to be the way it is. So it won't be until next week that I think they'll be practicing at Brayhead. Um but just from comments in, in some of the interviews, uh, you know, there's been Dressing room upgrades and the players have, um, you know, maybe upgraded in, in their housing and then all these wee things kind of make a difference. And you saw a picture of the, the induction day and things like that. And I think I think it all adds to the atmosphere. I think they're they're going about it the right way. Whether it will translate on the ice is, remains to be seen. But um,
1: I certainly like like what I'm seeing from that point of view yeah they're definitely going the right way about it off the ice um and it's you know stuff that we've maybe seen in previous years as well like players coming in and whatever but um as you'd said there like to actually get them in at least two weeks before we play any sort of competitive games is um is a new thing and um you know actually having a training camp which is You know something that we've kind of spoke about for the last few years doing this is, you know, why, why was that never happening before? It just allows the team to come together, and you know because it is a team that's built every single year. You know, there's only a few pieces really that come back um, and are kind of ever present. So it's just it's a good way for for everyone to kind of start getting to know each other and. Then it allows the coach and staff to kind of put in place what they what they want to do with the team and um, you know kind of how they see things going through the through the season. So it's definitely a good. I mean, it's just a kind of you know talk about being like a a professional club and whatever, but you would expect professional teams to be doing that. So um, you know should have been done before, but it's good that it's finally happening now.
0: Yeah, and the other teams in the league are, so that's that's the kind of benchmark that we need to set and, um, you know, be better than that. Um, Obviously, I think the player interviews that have come out uh, have been of a really high standard and I've got no doubt that Aaron Murphy is driving a lot of that. Uh, There's been Mm. one with most of the of the team now I think some really good content in a lot of those as well Um, and I know that it all just builds the excitement but it's nice to hear that um, you know everybody all the, the new players and the returning players are getting a bit of that same feeling and that same atmosphere that things are maybe going to be different this year so I think credit to Aaron Murphy on that front and obviously some of the other guys
1: in the background yeah the interviews have been really really good um I think the so the one with Jake Bolton kind of really stood out to me it was just a really good interview and you know Aaron Murphy's just kind of I guess kind of comes across you know well he, he's kind of easy to talk to so sort of thing doesn't really make it awkward or um anything like that you know it just and it's not just like constant question after question as well you know there's a bit of, sort of chat in between that as well and um you know it's just it's, it's well planned and well executed yeah absolutely
0: and obviously a special mention to the Charlie Combs one in which <laughs>
1: The best question. We were,
0: that was asked. Yeah, the I think probably the best one across any of the interviews that have been done was obviously ours. So nice, nice to see is get a mention there, I and mean, you never know, maybe more to come in the future. But we'll <laughs> we'll we'll hold on to that.
1: Uh, I mean, I've I've got it here if if you want to hear it.
0: I do. Yeah, yeah. Please, please play it just yeah, for everyone sure. in case anybody missed
1: it. Here we go for chatting I wanted to say uh, welcome to the club Charlie what made
0: you decide to come back to the EIHL after a successful year in Denmark well, it is yep yeah. and and the best answer as well it was I think he said because he wanted to be involved with some of the best fan podcasts in
1: the league <laughs> so fair yeah, play I, to the guy I mean it's a, it's a draw for every player um, but uh, well from that point of view um, it was a question that, um, you know, probably by my own admission was not, not worded the best. <laughs> so like you kind of, Adam Murphy kind of started over it, kind of try to make sure if it made sense or not, but, um, you know, it was just kind of really a chance to kind of, to ask like, why, why would you come back to this league? Because you know, we kinda of know its faults and stuff. It's obviously a good it's obviously a good league, but you just feel like um sometimes it's maybe a, a stepping stone for players to move to other places in Europe. But um it was interesting to kinda of hear his response to that and you know he's kinda of comfortable with with the league and it's not just about the kind of playing side of it, it's you know what you do around that as well. So it was funny though that he, he Abbreviated the IHL to the EI, which was quite funny.
0: Oh, I don't remember that, um, <laughs> but I think with these things, sometimes as well, they've already answered the question in a previous answer, and that sort of happened yeah. with this one. But yeah, uh, there there will be more questions throughout the season. You can rest assured, listeners, that we'll keep uh, keep pestering. Um, there, there was other kind of bits of news like the. The, the captaincy for the team and stuff that I think we'll come on to as we, as we start to talk about the the team as a whole which I think now is probably the right time to do it um, obviously last time we touched on the, the final signings but just as a kind of whole unit uh, personally I think it's it's looking very positive I know we try and be upbeat on this yeah. this uh, show but can we call it a show? Yeah, we can call it a show. This show, we try and try and always try and always be upbeat. But I think generally the the balance and and the way things are looking really good. Um, for me, I like that we've got two two import goalies, so we're not having that issue where we rely on a maybe an inexperienced backup if we get an injury because we always seem to get net minder injuries for whatever reason. Maybe it's the dodgy pegs. Oh, don't say that. Dodgy uh, pegs,
1: yeah. that be that should be the first thing they fix. It should be, but we'll see.
0: We'll yeah. see. Um but yeah I like that. Um the the D I think we've we've added good size to maybe a slightly smaller forward lineup. Um but a good balance of youth and experience there, league experience as well. Um, and I think uh, you know there was a, a bit of debate about should we have a. I've signed a seventh defenseman, but for me, I think at the moment Alex Forbes is that guy and has played it mm-hmm. quite consistently for Coventry in the past couple of years. Um, so so could do that in the case of injury. I I think. Uh, I think that that would work just now, albeit obviously you wouldn't. I wouldn't refuse a, another, a seventh defenseman, but um, obviously carrying the two goalies, you've got to make a bit of a choice. And and then with the forwards, I think we've added that speed and skill that we've sort of asked for for seasons now um, with the likes of Charlie Combs and Philip Sonsh. Proven points we've got um, in Pellick and... Obviously the, the two guys I just mentioned there in the league. A proper fourth line. You can yes. tell I'm you can tell I'm going through some well crafted notes here. But we have <laughs> we have got a proper fourth line and a fourth line that will play and, and contribute and we've got I think a good mix of guys who play a physical game as well, which we always kinda need at at Clan because I think that's got to be part of part of the style, especially with um, you know, those those smaller skilled players I think part of our identity under Jason Morgan will also be quite physical so like uh, Harrison, Lynch, Craighead obviously Dyson-Stevenson and I think uh, we might actually see the best of Dyson-Stevenson now he has, hopefully doesn't have another coaching burden to to carry throughout this season. So yeah, I'm 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 liking the look of it in summary.
1: Yeah, it's um you know again something that we've kind of called out for for a while is having a goalie tandem. Um alright we got it last season but you know it, it wasn't really um I don't know. For whatever reason it didn't it didn't work out well. Um I don't think Ty Taylor with the greatest of respects you know it's a it's a kind of it's almost it almost seemed like a, a waste of an import slot at times. Um you know it was just he was never going to come in and, and be the number one for any any length of time. Um and you know that's not that's not his fault. It's not down to him, it's down to the recruitment in the first place um but you know certainly this year you know we, we've got two really good net there um i think it'll be fairly split for for game time between the two of them um i don't think necessarily there'll be like a sort of home and away goalie i think it'll just be whoever's performing best in training gets you know the kind of more important games maybe um, and you know we've got we've got Jeff Bata there now as a goaltending coach um, so you know I'm sure we'll have them both ready to to go on it on any given night um, yeah really excited to see both of these guys play um, you know I think they'll both be solid Ooh. net minders um,
0: yeah while we're on that I guess uh, just to interrupt yeah, as I often do do you think like i I have in my head that Kylie will be this just just initially the number one guy um mm-hmm. do, do, do you think he will have that in his head or do you think it will be I'm literally gonna give split these games these preseason games we've got what four four preseason games yeah uh, do you think he will go? Totally 50-50 and whoever performs the best, he'll go with. Or, or is it going to be is it going to be set? And then, as long as that guy plays okay, he'll go with it.
1: Um, I don't know. It's, it's a good question. I, I actually don't. I kind of get where you're what you're saying, with Kylie. I think he might see them. You know, the kind of overall majority of games eventually over the course of the season. But I don't think it's that clear cut just now. Which, um which would start, uh, you you know, the kind of bigger games, I guess, if you want to call them that. But um, I do think it will be fairly split over pre-season, for for nothing else, just for the coaching staff to get a good look at both of the guys. And, um, you know, whether that's they each play half a game each or they split the the weekend and Kylie plays a Saturday and Caroline plays a Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. um I'm not so sure but um yeah I expect that it'll be um you know some some good competition there um you know but I, I think and again kind of going back to it, I think it's just it's a quality that I think we need to have now to be able to set sort a of challenge with the the bigger teams in the league um so it, you know it's good to be able to get two players of this calibre in, um, but yeah, I don't know that it's that clear cut really. Yeah, it will
0: be, it, it will be interesting to see what he does there. I just kind of had it in my head that that Kylie will be the guy, but I, I agree, I think he'll split the time over pre-season and then, you know, you might find one guy sort of hits the ground running, so, um, and I suppose also, as you say, having a goaltending coach will, help to keep them up to speed and also you know he'll he'll be able to to feed things back to the coach and Mm -hmm. uh you know have have proper um a proper kind of feedback like that which is good rather than just the coach seeing certain things when he's maybe looking for other uh looking at other things in practice so yeah that's um definitely a positive one your your thoughts on the defense and forwards then Uh,
1: so defense um maybe a slight issue is not getting that sixth import deep um which we kind of spoke about but I do think that if if Jason Morgan feels like that's something that we could maybe do with um then I don't think it'll be an issue to be able to bring someone in um to fill that spot you'd mentioned about Alex Forbes playing D in, in Coventry so that's you know another alternative there is that you know he could drop back into, into D to kind of support out that um, and then you know maybe get another import forward and um, just depends on the kind of different setups and whatnot but um, you know again I haven't said that though I think Rhys Kelly's a good talent to have you know time Cardiff last season so he's got um, as Charlie Combs would say EI experience um, <laughs> with <laughs> you need to go back and listen to that because um, I will I, I definitely great. will now it's great it's like when um,
0: P- it's like when Omar Pasha used to say "Manch and Kov
1: <laughs> yeah
0: which I always thought was strange but yeah I'll definitely go back and yeah that's no, so. good um
1: but generally I think we've got a good mix in there with height. Um, you know, Saul obviously towers above everybody else, but um, you know, Kelly and Bolton are guys over six foot as well. So they bring good size and you know, hopefully good defensive play on the on the back end. Um you know, again, Bolton can obviously contribute offensively as well. Um and so did Saul last year in Italy, so I don't think these are kind of stay at home. Types of players now. Um, I don't think you get too many of them. Certainly not in in this league much anymore. But but um, then obviously you've got, you know the rest of the D there. Um, Vanel, uh, Callan and Riddick not as tall, but perhaps a bit more mobile as well. So you've got a good split of size, um, speed and age, and you know kind of positionally as well. So I think it's generally well rounded um for the defence. And then forwards, yeah, we kinda you've kind of spoke a bit there about it. But yeah, just a an exciting group of players. Um some of the most exciting players that we've seen for, for a while, maybe. Um, you know, some real skill guys in there. Um obviously Charlie Combs and Philip Sonsh are the kind of two that you immediately think of. Um Darren Craighead as well in there. Um and then kind of support and cast around those guys. Um Hayden, we obviously know what he can what he can bring. Um and then Luke Lynch and, and Mike Pelic as well. We'll bring something different. Um but hopefully, you know, can all be um effective in those positions. Um and then you've got a great Third line, I think there as well. Um, Harrison and Stevenson, I think will play there. Um, you know Stevenson, obviously the kind of the tough guy, and Harrison seems to be a kind of shut down type of player. I think he'll be a kind of a nuisance for opposition. Um, and you know that's not to kind of diminish the the fourth line at all. I think it's definitely one of our better ones. Um, you know I'm. Again, really excited to see guys like Lakowitz and Forbes in this team and um, you know, hopefully we get the the Boesa from from the end of last season. Um but the good thing as well is that a lot of these guys are kinda interchangeable as well, which is nice. Plenty of players that can be moved up and down the lines throughout the season. Um and there's, you know, a good bit of bite in those forward lines as well. Um to kind of share the load that, that Stevenson maybe had to take on a bit um, by himself almost at times last year so um, yeah it's kind of shaping up to be a tough a tough team um, you know with with a good balance there with skilled guys as well um, yeah it's just uh, on paper a really exciting a really exciting team I'm just um, looking forward to to actually seeing them on the ice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I, th- I think with the D, when we were saying it, it's sort of, a lot of it, not to put pressure on him, but a lot of it sort of depends on Kelly. If he steps in and, and really does well, then you're looking at it going, well, um, you know, that's that's a great balance. Uh, mm. at, at the same time, if, if he struggles, um, and then we, we end up with the Cody Saul of, of last time, or the majority of last time, in my opinion, mm. then you could have issues. So, so yeah, there there are a couple of um, things there, but but uh, I think having having Bolton and uh, Redick there, along with I'm really excited about Callan and, and Vanel. I've I've obviously had a record in the past about getting over excited about <laughs> defensemen, but <laughs> Uh, I think you know even Bolton's interview excited me about seeing him play again. Uh, so so we'll just we'll just have to see with that one. and And even though there are quite a few new forwards, I think there are also ones that we know a lot about and kind of last year, some of it felt really unknown with uh, yeah. you know the likes of Brad Kennedy. Um, mm. For for example, not not just picking on him, but you sort of looked at him and went, "What, what is he going to be?" Whereas I think I, I don't think you get that with any of these. You you can see how they're all going to play a, a particular role. Um, yeah, Quinn O'Brien Yeah, yeah, uh, and obviously you know with. With Mike Hammond in there, another another uh, mention for him. You know, this, as you say, it would have been super exciting, but I think as it is, we've got we've got so much, so much to look forward to. So definitely, definitely the best I've felt for a while about the team. So not gonna not gonna let that dampen even after the preseason games. I don't think. Um, no. no. And. I feel like it was it was actually confirmed ages ago that Stevenson would be the captain, but I saw in in one of the press releases it said it had been rumored and now confirmed. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, he he is the captain, which I think is kind of the right choice. Uh, and then as hockey does, you get home and away alternate captains. Um, Cody Saul and Rob Lakowitz are your uh, home. Cap captain, alternate captains yeah. and then bryce reddick and mike pellick are the away ones do you think just as a brief aside do you think it matters uh like why do you think you select particular guys home and away is it is it because of you know having to deal with away crowds or is it something about their personalities or is it like why is it, or is it just a completely random choice out of the out of the four guys?
1: Um, I, I don't think it'll be random. I think, um, but I guess just kind of looking at the the home alternate captains, Cody always played here before, um, so I guess he would probably have come into the thinking there for that. Um, you know, he's obviously got loads of loads of experience um, playing East Coast and. And whatnot. And uh, yeah, but as I say, already played here, so kinda knows it from that point of view. Um and then I think I think it is important to kinda have um you know, kinda homegrown players as as alternate captains as well, just to give us a maybe a different a different voice, a different style um of captaincy. So I think that is important. Um, so I think, you know, Probably those factors going into why you would pick those players as, as your kind of home alternate captains, um, and then you've got you know Redick and, and Pellick, uh, again two vastly experienced players um, that you know might be might be different away from home. They'll have different different voices, and yeah, it might be as you say, kind of going to different away rinks and, and whatnot. Um Reddick's obviously played in Cardiff, so um kind of knows knows what it takes from that from that point of view. Um but yeah I, I don't know it's maybe just they've different ways of, of dealing with things and they'll maybe have different ways of setting up away from home and that kind of thing. So um so yeah I I mean to the kind of average fan it might just look a bit Kind of random with the with the four guys because you could look at them and say, well, they've, they've all got a good bit of experience, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm sure there is reasoning behind it.
0: Yeah, it might. And the other thing is, it might be voted by the players as well, um, or some yeah. you know, some of the players. Uh Aaron Murphy, for example, I think he's obviously had a lot of influence, and things might have might have given suggestions. Yeah, so. It. I, I didn't think it was a random thing. It was just. It yeah, yeah. See so. your opinion. Obviously, I think Rob Lachowicz is quite a nice, softly spoken English guy, <laughs> guy as well. That
1: might. Uh, might engage.
0: Thing. Might engage better with Toby Craig. <laughs> at, Brayhead, <laughs> at Brayhead Arena. Who knows? Um. And yeah, you know, like I think Jake Bolton came across well in his interview. I, I could have seen him fill in one of those roles. Um yeah. And yeah, I I guess you don't you, you wouldn't select all new players uh, mm. for that role so we've kind of gone with only only Pelic new to the league as as the only only guy, but that sort of speaks for itself. I think having him in there makes complete
1: yeah. sense. Yeah, and again like you like you said there about Jake Bolton, it just kind of shows how much depth that we've got in the team now that you're sort of questioning, you know, that you know, other players could maybe have had those roles as well, whereas that's maybe not been the case in the past, yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's a bigger leadership group this year. Um, I seem to only remember there being two alternate captains before, I don't know, I could be wrong with that, but um, yeah, I don't remember there being. Is that a home and away thing last year, but Yeah, not particularly no, but
0: uh, certainly yeah, certainly looking good and, and a lot of experience to, to help with those those new players. So um we, we, we touched briefly on the on the goaltending, so um we've we've given our thoughts on that, but um had a had a wee look at the potential lines now we've got a, a complete team and this is always really a toss of a coin I think uh, because en- anything I or we say or think is almost certainly <laughs> not going to be what happens <laughs> but um, I, as pair- as defensive pairings I kind of took the right and left hand shot into account but I went with yeah. um, Jake Bolton and Bryce Reddick then Nate Callan with Zach Vanell and then Cody Sol with Rhys Kelly. As yeah. in that order as my one, two and three. <laughs> uh, but but I think I think Cody Sol and Reese Kelly just sort of feels as though it it would be the way it, it is with the experience and, and young guy. But I think, you know, you could easily have the other four interchanging with uh, depending on how how the new guys fit in. I think, obviously, Bolton and Reddick are experienced. So you, you could have Vanell with, with Jake Bolton and then Bryce Reddick with Nate Callen. But, yeah, that, that sort of felt right to me. And then, kind of on that point, on the I think Jake Bolton and Nate Callan sort of strike me as the two guys that would be your your power play defenseman with maybe a bit of Bryce Reddick in there mm. and wait and see how Vanel gets on uh, and then Cody Saul Jake Bolton possibly Vanel as strike me as the kind of penalty kill guys on the defence there um, saying that I don't know if how much Reddick played PK and for example, in Cardiff and stuff, Nate Callan, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I saw it from the defence. I don't
1: know if you had any different thoughts, probably. Um, no, not in fact, not at all. Those were basically the three lines that you'd said there. That's, that's exactly what I've got written down and in that order as well. So, um, yeah, Bolton and Reddick though, I think, as you'd kind of touched on, it's an experienced... Uh, it's an experienced line um, you know and again it's the the left and right shot thing as well um, which I've kind of done with these these deep parents, you know kind of taking that into consideration um, but yeah Jake Bolton is just such an imposing figure um, in those eight games for his last season um, and you know we've seen Reddick at Cardiff um, brings a a great deal of experience so yeah two guys who kind of instinctively know where to be on the ice um good communicators uh and you know can definitely play so I think for sure that's your first line um Vanell and and Callan um would be my second line a kind of younger line um you know maybe a bit quicker um sort of shut down D-men maybe not both sort of massive in a, in a literal sense but they do obviously play for for a massive club so um, I think you know they're kind of hey what a line <laughs> I've been working on that um, I think you know they're, they're kind of similar in age and and you know I've had similar careers to date so I think you know they could build a good a good partnership there um, kind of giving me sort of Jamie Fritch and Scott Arson vibes oh <laughs> yeah just in terms of you know their the kind of size and, and and that you know they, they kind of seem like they'll be a bit, a bit speedier um, yeah I would take half of that <laughs> well yeah exactly um, but yeah I know I, if we can get something sort of close to that to that pair then you know we're kind of we're laughing all the way to the play a final weekend. Um but no, I just I, I think you know they can be solid and uh you know hopefully going to feed off one another. Hopefully you know build a good a good rapport with each other. Um and then Saul and Kelly are my um, third line. Uh yeah, and again not 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 sure about this. This line really in in all honesty, but and I'm not saying like I don't think I don't think he's Kelly's slow by any stretch. I just thought that you know Sol's got that good experience. Um and I think you know it was often sort of paired with William Stenton a couple of years ago. So just the kind of having the experience and then you know, the kind of Brit player alongside. Um so you know, best hope is that they're kinda of, they're both a steady influence at the back that you know allow the forwards to kind of be fast and free flowing. Um, but I, can I take the point? It's maybe a bit of a concern having the two tallest guys on the on the same line, um, especially if you're kind of up against the smaller, trickier players in the league. Um, although I don't think there's as many of them this year as there has been in We've previous years. Off. Well, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> We've got them. I, I was kind of thinking like Riley Brandt, Cole Sanford at Cardiff and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't actually really think of two anymore. Um, I know there will be but just, yeah, kind of off the top of my head. Um, yeah,
0: Belfast. Belfast, I've got a few. Yeah. They're I, newer guys. Kind of, those sort of quick.
1: Oh yeah, Sato is
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah. Sato, Bariga quick. Oh
1: yeah, uh, those,
0: uh, There's another... There's another... Doesn't come to me Belfast player that I saw a bit of from their some of their CHL or pre season highlights Mm -hmm. uh, who looked very, very fast. Also, the guys at McLeod I think they had from Matt McLeod, they had him last year for a bit.
1: Yeah,
0: he's unbelievably fast. But I mean, there's no point just picking out fast (laughs) players and saying, Oh, Kelly and Saul are going to struggle against that. I mean, no, not we'll, at all. We'll assume that, that the coach will, will have that will be ready for that. There's not not many defencemen that are quicker than some of these guys, so you just so. hope that you know they come in and, and use their use their speed. And and obviously the defence are, are helped out first by the forwards as well. So um I think yeah. I think if the if, if we're saying that, you know, defensively we're doing well then we'll have to be giving the forwards credit as well because I think if you're if we're, we're starting to go through the season and having a lot of issues with, with the defence I think that will you know, there'll be some uh, fault with the forwards as well um, and you know, hopefully as as a team unit we can overcome any of those deficiencies if, if there are any. They kind of Saul Kelly things a bit like McKeever and Sullivan, or uh, one of those in the past where you feel like you've got a younger, less experienced guy with somebody and more experienced. It's just that we've seen Cody Saul before, which is the yeah, gives you a bit of a, a worry. Uh, but you know, maybe maybe we'll get this new, improved Cody Saul, who knows?
1: Yeah, um. You could I mean you could put Bolton with Kelly as well, maybe, but I feel like that sort of depletes your top your top D line maybe a wee bit. Um but I think initially when I was doing this I did have Bolton and and Callan together. Um and kind of split it by age. Yeah. So I was doing it that way, so you would then have Vanel and and Reddick together, but um but no Bolton Bolton and Reddick is it's got to be the top D end for me.
0: I know, and and sometimes you know, defensemen like playing on their offside or whatever. So it's not necessarily guaranteed that we're going to have rights and lefts. It's just yeah, yeah. that sort of initially feels feels right. Um, the forwards, I think, in a good way, is a wee wee bit harder to to predict because initial thoughts I had maybe changed a wee bit. Um, I feel like we'll definitely start with the uh Lakowitz centering Buesa and Forbes on the fourth line. Uh, I don't expect to see anything different from that. But but where it gets where it gets interesting is the other three. Um I had Ryan Harrison in the centre of uh, Stevenson and I've got county question mark then my second line I had Luke Lynch as the centre of Gary Hayden and Philip Sanch and then my top line I had actually had Pellick as the centre of Craighead and Combs and the reason for that is well you maybe find out later but I sort of had this impression that Combs and Sanchez would maybe be more paired together on on special teams than be all on be both on the same line with Pelich. I think Combs I might as well say it now, I think Combs will be I think he'll be our top goal scorer. And I think Pelic will be our top point scorer. I think he's you know, you look yeah. at his assist numbers, they're quite high. So I've just got a feeling those two will go together but for me, you'll have Sanch on uh, the line with with Lynch and Hayden to add some creativity there. You've got Hayden, who's got a good goal scoring record. I know Sanch does as well, but uh, Lynch a goal scorer. I'd, I've just there's just something that makes me think he won't go Combs, Sanch and Pelic on the first line, and mm. and I really like the I think Craig Head will adapt really well to this league. You know he's not got mind-blowing numbers, but I think he's going to be he's going to fit in really well. So I've got a feeling they might give him a go in that that line initially. Uh, and I sort of alluded to it, but I think Combs Combs and Sancho play together on the, on the same power play unit, though. Um, yeah. But you've got like Matt Pellick, Craig Head, Gary Hayden, Luke Lynch, Jordan County. All all um guys that I think could play on that. Uh but yeah, it's k- kinda tricky, kinda tricky
1: to do this one. Yeah, I agree. Um although having said that, uh I've I've got exactly <laughs> the same the same forward lines as well, yeah. Incredibly did you? yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um I did initially have Combs Pellet and um and Sanch, but I swapped Craighead in there. Um, Yeah, I just, I think, you know, Craighead's just just as an exciting prospect as as Philip Sanchez. Um, I don't think that Combs and Sanchez, I think you kind of mentioned this, but I don't think they played together on the same line uh, at Dundee, unless it was on the power play, which is what I think, again, will happen here. but again, you know we've got the capability there to to kind of change it, um, to kind of change it up as and when required. I'm not even really set that, um, that Pellick will be top line centre either. Um, you know that could be interchangeable as well with with Luke Lynch. Um, but I think you've got to, you've kind of got to start off there because of because of the experience that he brings. Um yeah. We've kinda of seen obviously the sort of trickery and, and brilliance of of Combs and Dundee. Um and I've also got him penciled in as, as our top top goal scorer and top point scorer as well. Right, okay. Charlie Combs. So um Yeah. But again I think, you know, as I say it can can be interchangeable. Um mm-hmm. I just think having Sanch on on the second line gives you gives you two real lines that are kind of similar, I guess, in ways. Um, you know, first line takes a takes a break, and then you see the the second line Hayden lunch and Sanch come out, and you know, opposition teams are thinking, "Give us a break here." Um, yes, I think. Um, sorry, just quickly, yep. the last point on this. Um, but yeah, so we kind of talked about like goaltenders as like one A one B. I think there's, you know, real reason to suggest that the top two forward lines we've got are one A one B and not one and two because that's the quality that, that we've got there.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that's definitely what you what you'll see where you do want that first and second line to to be just as effective as each other. Um, Obviously, the, the the type of player that I think Dyson Stevenson is, um, Ryan Harrison probably more of a uh, a point scorer than him. Um, but those two, you know, certainly a bit more physical. But then Jordan County was was really good at times yeah. last year, and he he gives you that speed on on that line as well, uh, as well as as well as the point's going I think we said it but very important that we held on to him so you have got you have got certainly the, the top two lines there that you could pick really anyone out of the six um you could also you know you could argue Jordan County could be up there uh, yeah definitely definitely certainly at specific times um but yeah you've got you've got two very fast annoying effective <laughs> lines there and then a third line which is equally as annoying and also f- probably more physical uh, and then a fourth line to fall back on that can produce points but also I would say shut down effectively other teams players that we've not had in the past so yeah I said it is really hard to, to say who play together we'll go into those first games and it'll just be completely different to that. But uh nah in all seriousness I don't think I don't think we'll be far off. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah like the excitement about that those special teams like that those power play units I think will be really, really you know, if if Combs and Sange playing together will be great to watch. Um and then, you know, the likes of uh, Pelic who will probably be be more of an assist guy, I think, on the power play. Possibly yeah. playing near the net. Um, near and Pelican. behind the net and stuff, yeah. And then Luke Lynch. Like I, I don't really want to dismiss any of them. They're all, all going to bring something. Mm. Um, so, you know, Luke Lynch and Craighead, they're both they're both guys that I think have possibly gone yeah. under the radar signings-wise and will be hopefully real stars. Um, I suppose that brings us on to our categories, doesn't it, about who we, <laughs> who we think's going to be uh, the ones to watch. We've got how many? One, two, three, six, seven categories. Yeah, I think something like. uh, And we've sort well, I can never really pick one, but I'll try to try my best. Um, so uh, this is this is this is the bit that people should clip and go back to and laugh at my predictions (laughs) So fan favorite, who have you gone with?
1: Fan favorite, uh, I've gone with Jake Bolton. Um. I think he's just, he's got all the attributes to do it. Um, and, you know, arguably did it in only eight games last year. Um, so a full season of Jake Bolton is um, sure to be a, a favourite amongst the fans.
0: I've gone quite steady. I've gone I've gone Dyson-Stevenson. Okay. Um, But that, that is because I genuinely think this will be his best season with us. Um, first yeah. one, obviously, adapting to the league a wee bit. Um, had had the injury near the end of the s- season, wasn't it? And then came back for a bit.
1: Um,
0: I remember particularly one goal he scored really early in the season at Belfast, maybe. It was a great goal, and I thought, well, this guy is going to produce, this going to be great, like, point production. Never really happened. I think that kinda disappointed him a bit. But obviously last season was last season. This year I think he, he won't have that coaching to worry about. Hopefully again I say, hopefully. <laughs> um but, you know, he'll be the guy that will step up, he'll have fights, he'll have big hits. I think he'll score some big goals for us and I just yeah. I, I like I like watching him. Um I think, I think the fans obviously do to it. He's, he's the guy that we'll go to for a lift if we need a goal, you know, or a fight or, or something like that. I think he's a a real leader, so for me, he'll be the fan favourite, but yeah, I mean, you look at a few of them, I think Bolton, obviously. Um, Combs and Sancher are, are obvious choices, but uh, guys like Harrison and Lynch that we've mentioned to Craighead go under the radar. They kind of all merge these categories but yeah. um, Player of the Year I have gone with I've got five names but if, you're, <laughs> if you want me to pick one I'm going to go
1: for uh, Charlie Combs Yeah I've gone Charlie Combs as well Only, only one name for me It's be Charlie Combs. Yeah, you just think he's going to be unbelievable. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I I think it's just it's kind of even that even in his interview, just the way he comes across. You know, he's quite he's quite kind of self assured and and quite confident Um, as a person. I think that that kind of translates onto the ice as well. Um, You know, and he's he's already done it here. Um, with Dundee, I think he was certainly close to the top of the the scoring charts uh, a couple of seasons back. So, uh, and again, had you know point a game production in Denmark uh, as well, which is you know obviously a different a different style of league, but he's still managing to do to do that and still managing to put up points. Um, yeah, I think he's just a cracking wee player. He's just a you know. Obviously, when he's playing against you, it's not it's not great um, from from a clan fan perspective. But you know, he's he's here now and he's with he's with us. I think he was one of the one of the first names that, um, that Aaron Murphy had said to to ownership about trying to get him, in. so and I think that just kind of speaks volumes as well. So yeah, for me, he'll be he'll be our player of the season.
0: Yep, hard to hard I think for anyone to argue with that. Um, we we'd said goals, Charlie Combs. You had him as points leader as well. I had I had Pellick. I mm-hmm. think um, penalty minutes leader. <laughs> Interesting one always. Who did you mm. have for that?
1: Well, I think for the for the first time in a while, it could be it could be a, a number of players. Um I'm gonna go with Ryan Harrison, I think, just being a bit of a, a nuisance and an instigator to to teams. Um, you know, not, I don't think they want to play against them. Um but you know that could maybe spill over a wee bit too, too much at times. Uh that can maybe go against us. I think the you know, as I say there are a few um Without going with the obvious answer, I'll go go with Ryan Harrison.
0: Yeah, I I had him or actually Luke Lynch. Oh, okay. Um, Just kind of both guys that I think will be kind of in players' faces. I I, I don't think it will be Lynch, but I know that he does have a few penalty minutes. Mm. I think last time we'd we'd just gone Cody Saul straight away off the bat, (laughs) hadn't we? But Yeah. He he did have a lot. I don't remember if he was our penalty minutes leader that time, but he was. I'm sure he was up around 150, so he must have been close. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I think we'll see a slightly less annoying Cody Sol. I'm hoping with some of those penalties, Uh, you'll obviously see Stevenson will rack up a fair few uh, fights. I would imagine. Um, mm. not loads, but uh, no, certainly sweat. some, and so that will get him him son. But yeah, I, I think it will be just more one of those annoying physical guys that we've got, uh, like like Harrison, um, mm. and it it will be Combs and Sange that will that will draw all the penalties. But yeah, <laughs> I'll say Harrison
1: yeah. or or Lynch. Yeah. Um, although, we, if you're saying that if Combs and Sands are going to draw penalties, then it might be more likely to be a defenseman. Um, just kind of thinking about lines and stuff again, but yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe Cody all is the obvious answer, but um, but yeah, there's certainly a few names in there that that could be. Um,
0: for for the one to watch. I've gone medrick Mercy. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I have, yeah. I've, I've done him <laughs> again. Uh, I've gone for uh, Craighead.
1: A safer and bet this
0: time. I, I, a safer bet, yeah, yeah, for for reasons mentioned already. Uh, I just think his game's gonna gonna translate well. Uh, I think he'll score goals. Um, he'll. He'll be physical and he'll just play a kind of fast, exciting game. I think, obviously again, they kind of get mentioned every category. Combs and Sanch, but, but we know what they're like and I just think they'll carry on with that. Yeah. Uh, Pelic I think, will be, be really good, but um, not in a going under the radar way. I think there's an expectation there, so that's why I've gone with Craighead. And uh, picking my usual shocker on D, uh, I've I've said I'm looking forward to watching Vanel.
1: Nice. Yeah, um, I had two names here. Um, Darian Craig was one. Again, very similar, as as is often the case in this exercise of the twos, but. Um, yeah, he just, he seems like an exciting type of player and, you know, it's someone that we've not seen before, which I guess also kind of falls into this category. So, um, yeah, I think he'll, I think you will have a good, a good year with us. Um, I've also got Jake Kiley in there. Um, he could be one to watch if he, if he continues his, his form from, uh, from Germany last season, Um Especially if he's got the same win ratio as well. so I think was like 24-2 20, or something like that. Can Yeah, we'll that. take that. A flip reverse of last season. Um, <laughs> yeah, please. Can,
0: <laughs> can we start by winning our first 18 or whatever it was?
1: <laughs> yeah. Can we go 18-0, please? Yeah. Um,
0: then we will. We're getting
1: excited. That's all we're asking.
0: If we win the first game, I'm getting excited.
1: We don't, yeah, we don't. need yeah. to go eighteen. No, no. Give us one. Give us one. One. We'll um, yeah, that's, that's how low the expectations
0: are now.
1: Aye. Or just one. To, or as every, as every professional sports team will tell you, take it one game at a time. Exactly. And that's what we. That's what we'll be doing. Take it one episode at a time.
0: Uh, <laughs> the the last category is kind of horrible. One. I don't like it. Yeah. Like it, but. We're doing it anyway. Uh, Underperformer of the season. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not really funny, but I've gone. I've gone Cody so because <laughs> I just. He's he's the one guy I think I wasn't quite convinced with when we signed. I never yeah. really connected with him that much in his first season. I think he'll be much better than he was, but I just he's just the one that I'm 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 not sure about uh, the, the, the forwards. The rest of the forwards in D, I think, will bring something. Uh, at least I think Cody Sol will, will will contribute. But yeah, I've, he's, he's the only one I could really pick. Unfortunately.
1: Can Nothing just, personal of course. No, of course not. Can I just shock you? Yeah. I've gone with Mike Pellick. Okay. Um Yeah. I think just because of the expectations coming in. Um, you know, he's kinda built up as um, you know, was it he's got the most appearances or third most appearances or third most points maybe um an East Coast. So, you know, and you don't stick around there if you're not a good player, but it's just, you know, big expectations to come over here and, and be a top line centre. Um, you know, he's not played outside North America before, so is that going to be an issue? You've kind of seen that in the past as well. Um so you know I'm not I'm not saying it will be the same as the past, but you know I, I generally don't think um that that many players will will underperform this year um and certainly if if they do i don't think they'll be sticking around much like like they have done the last few seasons yeah yeah and it might not take
0: underperforming by a significant margin for that to no be classed as uh for us to you know make a change Whereas I think before you had to have seen some real shockers to get, oh, yeah. to get anywhere near um, releasing really so nice, a So Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I just want to I, clarify though. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. Just, just point that
0: out. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I think often with the expectation that that can just naturally happen. You'd like to think it won't. You know, we've we've built up Combs and Sands so much that they almost you're almost thinking will they perform to that level, but hmm. yeah. I think so. I think so. Um Okay, so fight final league standings then is kinda the last Here we bit go. Before, we, before we before we talk about the Cardiff games. Uh what do you think? So uh, I think the best. What do you think's the best way to do it? Just just run through our our uh, run through them in position. Let's start. Let's do that. That'll be more of a yeah creation of tension. Uh, so what? Let's go. We go top down. One one to ten or ten to one. let's go 10 to 1
1: 10 to 1 right okay
0: so 10th position and we'll alternate I've got
1: Manchester Storm Dundee Stars
0: okay (laughs) Ninth position I've got 5 flyers
1: I've got Manchester in here
0: okay uh, eighth position, I've got Dundee star.
1: <laughs> eighth, I've gone five.
0: Okay, so we're we're we've got the same bottom three, but in a same bottom three,
1: order. yeah. A yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, seventh. Who have you got?
1: I've got Coventry in there. I'm the same. Yep, same. Same this, bottom This
0: four. This is where it. This is where it gets. Yeah, sort of. It's all difficult, it's all difficult, Coventry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sixth, I've gone for Nottingham. Yeah,
1: same.
0: Oh, okay, now it's really getting tricky. You're getting the heady heights here. Yeah, fifth, who have <laughs> you got?
1: Fifth, uh, this might be a bit of a shock, I've got Guildford.
0: Oh, that's different to me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> who do you think I've got in fifth? I think you've, I think you've got clan in fifth. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I think, I think we'll have a good season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't think we will be good enough to break top four quite. So I've got clan in fifth. Uh, but well I'm definitely hoping we perform better than that. But for me, a fifth place finish would be would be good. To be honest. Yeah. Um,
1: fourth, I've got Guildford. No, okay. Fourth, I've got Clan, so that's okay. Uh,
0: top three now. Third, I've got Cardiff.
1: <sighs> I've got Sheffield in third.
0: Well, I like that this is different. Second, I've got Sheffield.
1: Oh, second, I've got Belfast.
0: Oh, okay. Upset. So you've, got she- so you've got Sheffield champions. No, no, no. No, sorry, you've got Cardiff champions. I've got Cardiff champions, yeah. Right. Okay.
1: The Pete Russell effect.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. I I suppose it kind of leads on to these Cardiff games, but yeah, I'd, Belfast Belfast are an interesting one because they've they've had. So many cha- for the for their standards, they've brought in a lot of new players. But they just always know how to find good players and can attract good ones. Yeah. Uh, I think obviously they've had two two you could say surprising defeats against Cardiff. But then performed well in, in one of their CHL games. And then in the second one played against uh, I think the top finish team was it, and I think maybe lost five or six nil, but mm, yeah. uh, certainly came close in that. I, th- I think they'll do well in their remaining games there. I just think they've built that sort of winning culture there, and even with that player turnover, I think over the course of the season they'll just manage to to grind it out that speed they've got is ridiculous. And I think once once yeah. these guys are kind of in that system and uh, ready to go. You know, even even last year when Guildford had their period of, of being dominant, Belfast sort of stuck around and then eventually took over. I think that might happen again where maybe Sheffield or Cardiff will have a strong start. But I think Belfast will just, just get there. Um, but I think, f- for sure, Sheffield looking really strong, and Cardiff obviously f- four games, four wins in pre-season. Um, so I can't I can't really say that you'll definitely be wrong, you know. But hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, I would. Out of the three, I would still prefer Belfast to win. So I guess. <laughs> does that come into it but uh, yeah Cardiff looking looking good so hard to say but I mean the important thing is if, if we finished ahead of any of those three then
1: what a season we would oh, have had to laughing. put it that way yeah we're laughing there if that happens but yeah I, don't, I just think they're they're just a bit too far out of our reach um, the only one maybe that I could see would be would be Sheffield really and it's it's purely down to the down to the coaching there I don't think Aaron Fox is a great time of it um you know I think there's some Sheffield fans that are not too happy with um how things have gone the last couple of years there so um that you know it kind of hinges on that maybe as well um which is ultimately why I've got them third um and yeah, Belfast again. They kind of seem to have had a slow start so far this year. Um, you know, they obviously they obviously had a slow start last year, but eventually managed to peg back Guildford um, and Cardiff. I just yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's a combination of of Pete Russell. They've obviously you know managed as they do most years um, to be able to keep their keep their best players and kind of build around about that um so yeah I think I think they'll be I think they'll be really dangerous again I think they'll get a, a bit of a lift there with the new the new coaching staff as well so um and obviously the the new logo which is uh which obviously gives you gives you a huge lift um as as Clan will
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny that then when Pete Russell came, that was the season we uh, transitioned into the Glasgow naming structure. <laughs> yeah, it was actually. Uh, yeah. So so Cardiff, have done that now. He's obviously got that effect. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, like I said, it, it, it would it surprise me if um, any of those three won the league. Probably not. Um, Sheffield yeah I agree I think with the coaching he's probably not produced to their you know their expectation is to win everything every year I think it seems kind of obvious this year that they've almost like thrown everything at it resource wise Um defensively they look well. Wander forwards look really good I think they retained probably most of their top players that they wanted um, and then kind of upgraded so you know they they always look excellent but it's it's whether they can, you know they did it for half a season last year and then fell away yeah. so Belfast just seemed to know how to do it but yeah I, I think Pete Russell will, will make a big difference there um, and then yeah you never know like a team might, might do a, do a Guilford again and Maybe it will be Guildford, but maybe it'll be uh, us. Maybe it, maybe it will be us. Maybe it will. Um, And then you know, just just because Nottingham have consistently been not great, that's why I've that's why I've got them down there. But you know, a a, a bit of a change in atmosphere, it sort of seems and, and style more so than previous years. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll be uh, kind of harder to play against than they have been in the past. Uh, but generally, as, as is always said, like it's a good league and there'll be a fair few upsets. But for me, I, I don't think anybody will break into that top three this time. So... No. But we'll, no, I... we'll see. And I don't want to go in expecting Klan to just uh, unbelievable because we're, it's it's not going to happen overnight. So uh, no, yeah, I, I I would take a good you know a, a fifth place finish. I think would be good. Fourth would be excellent. um yeah. So yeah, just just going in optimistic for the new with a new a new feeling around the place.
1: Yeah, I think in general that kind of middle group. Clan Guildford and Nottingham, I think, will be quite close. Um, I think yeah. they'll be quite close anyway. Just and it's prob- just kind of the way it normally goes, to be honest. Yeah,
0: i probably just underplaying Coventry as well. They've been good, like this year under Danny Stewart. You just kind of got to put them somewhere, but like made some good signings and McNulty and Crystal and all that kind of thing. So I know,
1: I, my worry is that that's not enough now, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I I agree, and that's why I'd I'd put them a bit lower than I had before. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you look you look at all the teams now, and it's going to be tough. Like Dundee, I think you had Dundee bottom, didn't you?
1: I have, yeah. Uh, I have.
0: But but at the, the same three. time,
1: yeah,
0: Lefebvre has done a really good job in the past coaching with them. And I think some of their players again look look good. So yes, somebody I think one team will maybe do a Guilford. That's what it's called now. Doing a Guilford. but but who knows? Who knows who it'll be? Hopefully us.
1: But we need uh, we need to be able to beat
0: Guildford. If, I know. This we, is this going to be, is this going to be the year?
1: Is this the, the year that we that we get a winning record?
0: We, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the uh, one. It's the one thing that, for whatever reason, we've well that and the small matter of getting the playoffs final weekend, but <laughs> winning record against Guildford. Could this be the season? I'm going
1: to say yeah. Um, I think Guildford have they've done they've done well to to kind of keep the majority of that team together. But the worry for me is that they've kept too many. Uh huh of that team there um you know they've they've lost Tedesco to to Belfast um you know your top point scorer is going to be really difficult to replace so yeah I just worry that they're they're maybe going to stagnate a wee bit um you know they maybe maybe overperformed a wee bit last year um so I think they'll probably come back to the pack a wee bit.
0: Yeah, and I think because they started so well, they kind of continued that. Yeah. But if you don't see such a such a fast start, then yeah, it might be that might be they don't don't do as well. But I think yeah, I think defensively they're compl- they've brought all their their D back maybe. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you say, I think sometimes you do need a wee bit of especially when you're successful. I think that's the time to to try and upgrade and. But they know what they're doing, so who are we to to talk? Oh, yeah, they've been yeah. better than us the past every season since we've been in the league, I think. So
1: Yeah. Uh, our, yeah. our first game against Guildford is Saturday, the twenty eighth of October. Yeah, so put put the marker yeah. down. And that's a double header. We're away the following night. So yeah, that's the, that's two two games in the calendar that should be that should be circled. Yeah, I'm Most looking time. forward to it. Looking
0: forward to it. Um, so talking about putting markers down uh, ahead of this weekend, we play Cardiff twice down in Cardiff. We obviously don't advise. I think it's Belfast. We play the following weekend, isn't it home and away? But uh, just just to focus on Cardiff, for me, I'm. Not expecting too much, really, for a number of reasons. Obviously, they've been together seems about eight weeks. If it's if it's four games, a eh, four games at home, I th- eh, maybe one away, one away possibly. I'm not sure, but four wins, two against Belfast, kind of resounding win against Damion, and then a closer game. Eh, but I think we you can't expect us to go in with a week of training at at Solway and and win those games. I think we'll be better on the Sunday than we are on the Saturday, but uh, you know, I just I, I think they'll be for getting systems and, and the match fitness in and hopefully not getting not getting any injuries, give the goalies a chance to, to rotate. Uh, mm-hmm. and as negative as it negative as it sounds, you, you don't want to go there and you know concede loads of goals. Um, but you know we might we might surprise them. We've we've got some good players, uh, but I think they're probably just a wee bit too early for us. I would I'd put more expectation on the Belfast games than
1: these ones. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. I think um, yeah, a tough tough games to start. Um, but in a way, it's good to kind of really see what you're going to be up against going into the season. Um, as you said, Cardiff are kind of flying in pre-season already, so um, yeah, it will be tough. And to be honest, I'm not, I'm not bothered at all about the results. I couldn't care less. Um, it's just it's a bit kind of testing ourselves against how well drilled team, um, you know, they've obviously got a bit more match sharpness in, so, um, you know, try to get up to speed. Um, I'm sure, you know, the coaches will want to try a, a few different things out in these games. Um, as you say, maybe see a bit, a bit of both netminders, um, some kind of different lines and special teams, um, kind of working on different aspects of play there as well. So you know, I'm sure these are things that, that'll be worked on in, in the training camp. But um, you know, it's about putting that into into practice in games. So yeah, I'm not bothered about the result, but it would would be nice to to break their, their unbeaten pre season record.
0: Yeah, it would be it would be lovely. Um but it, in a kind of daft sounding way you almost don't want us to come out with Say some by some miracle two comprehensive wins, and then be going into the season or the Belfast games and be, you know, thinking that we're better than we are, sort of thing. Uh, I'm not yeah, advocating yeah. that we want to go and uh, get heavily beaten, but like you say, yeah, the results I don't think are are too important. You just want to see some excitement and some of these new guys and and the new systems and not going to the Belfast and then the Fife game with, you know, three or four guys out injured and then thinking, how's our depth going to be tested? Um, But yeah, just the first games, very, very exciting. And, you know, finally, as it is every season, you get to all this nonsense that you talk, we finally get to see it brought
1: to life. Indeed. I was going to ask, will you be buying the Cardiff webcast for fifteen pounds?
0: I will not be buying a fifteen pounds webcast, no. I would possibly buy a five pound webcast. Would you buy and a ten
1: pound webcast? I would
0: I would be more tempted with a ten. Yeah, okay,
1: because apparently but, apparently against Amian, it was it was a tenner. Um although if you asked David Sims uh who Amian were well, he would say Nottingham Panthers. Yes. Yeah, it would. Um. Huh. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> I Just. I. Well, I think you've seen the video, but yeah. Just. yeah, Davidson's promoting Sheffield's pre-season. Game against Nottingham. Uh. Just goes on a sort of weird tirade against. Uh, France. Nortium. Yeah. <laughs> and France. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Controversy follows him around like a shadow, but. Um. Yep, and Somewhere. I
0: said I said before we recorded, I think that's just extra motivation for Nottingham in those Sheffield games. If it's, oh, if, yeah. it's if it's done anything, um,
1: oh, you mean the yeah. you mean you mean this team? Them,
0: Dame, Nottingham Panthers. That's them, the N N N P.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> back to the back to the matter of the matter at hand which is the the 15 pound for a pre-season webcast um i don't uh, part of me maybe thinks it's a bit hypocritical you know i guess we'd kind of we'd probably be charging the same if we were still under the the old regime um and you know similarly maybe next season the prices will be different again but um and yeah it's not it's not exclusive to to Cardiff, you know, I just think it's ridiculous to price people that are watching their team play for in a pre season game. Um and I'd argue that that would be too much for, for a regular season game as well, but that is what it is. Yeah,
0: I no I agree. I think the pricing's far too much for even regular season games. Because you And pay, I think I, I, I like I think for? I think like we've obviously got that home game, don't we, next weekend Yes. The following weekend against Belfast, which we'll have a webcast on. I don't know, is, is Aaron Murphy going to be doing like the webcasts?
1: Hey, I'm not sure. For I'm example, not, sure um,
0: not that, would... that sh- not that, that should increase the price, but we've obviously then got to to play our cards and, or lay our cards on the table with that pricing. Um, I would like to think that we... You know, reveal a, a a lower pricing structure for webcasts, but um, you know that that will be up to the ownership. The signs yeah, well, the they're... signs have been that they've kind of been reasonable with with pricing certain things and price freezes. So yeah, let's let's see what happens. But I don't want to go to cri- uh, criticize other teams too much, and then us turn around and say we're charging fifteen
1: pounds as well. So. No, totally. I, yeah, I get that. Um, it was just you know the the price for the tickets for that game is significantly less than um than a than a game ticket for a regular season game. So, um, yeah, so that's good. Um, I think tickets are only a tenner for the the Belfast game. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, but it just you know in general, fifteen pound for a games is quite a lot if you're not there. Um you know, I've seen kind of monthly subscription services and, you know, obviously issues with via play and, and whatnot, but um you know, I, I don't think that was that was even that much for uh per month. So, um yeah, I don't know. For I, mean, I just need to kind of do better. Like uh, and this is not just Cardiff. I'm talking about just so every team in the league, you know, there's no TV deal there. So, um, yeah, every team needs to kind of work, um, work on a sustainable alternative, and you know, that's just, it's not it.
0: Yeah, let let fans watch the games for reasonable prices, and then you get them when you get them back, and they watch more. You know. Well, yeah, seems exactly. seems simple, but. Sorry. Anyway, um, we're, talking, we're talking preseason games. Yeah. No, I, I I think that was it. Just um, not expecting much from the results, but excited um, and and expecting us to kind of gradually improve going towards the following weekend, and then and then Fife. So a tough test. Um, when I'm looking forward to to seeing how we get on, but uh, not really any any pressure on the guys until the the competition starts. So yeah
1: looking forward to it yeah absolutely um to say it's been a long off season so not long to go a few days and it's yep. back hockey's back exactly next
0: time we next time we record there'll have been some real action to comment on so that is <sighs> something that's you know as that's what we all want really talk the talking is over Talking yeah. is over and next time we'll be you know looking at why we predicted things and how it's completely different to what's actually happening yeah
1: um, or as, exactly the same
0: as happens every year yeah exactly so that's when the fun really begins but um, kind of as ever the, the off season prediction stuff is good fun but it's, yeah, it's time to time to end it Time to get those real pegs down, get the ice down and get the puck dropped.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um yeah, a long time coming, so definitely looking forward to it. Um or uh, in the words of in the words of David Sims.
0: You're excited, aren't you? I can tell <laughs> I'm excited, and I bet you can tell, yeah. <laughs> on, the, on on that note. On that note, um, yeah, I think we'll be back. Be back next time to talk about a winning team, and yeah, looking forward to it. And thanks, thanks everybody for for listening.
1: For everything.
0: Yeah, for, for everything. <laughs> yeah, you bit, of, a bit emotional there when the season starts. <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. Let's do it and catch catch everyone next time yes folks